and welcome to Bow Desert Island Discs, brought to you each week by the Bow Desert community. In each episode, our guest will introduce their favourite pieces of music and we'll hear a little about how the musicians and songs have inspired them. For rights reasons, we are unable to share extracts of the music and so there will be a playlist available in the description box. And welcome to episode seven of Bow Desert Island Discs. In this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Susie Jones. Hi, Becky. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I love your selection of pieces that you've um, you've got to share with us today. Um, how did you go about choosing your pieces? I tried to think about times in my life that I could link to particular music, I suppose, and sort of narrow it down to whether the particular music had stayed with something that I remembered or whether it then fed into a sort of broader love um, and something that I would listen to more now. Uh, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And then I sort of just narrowed it down a bit like that really to, and hence I've ended up with this rather, <laughs> this rather odd mix of things that I like listening to. <laughs> I think it's great and it, it just demonstrates that you know, you listen to all sorts of things. And I listen to, I say, probably a pretty broad range of music as well. And I think it, it often depends on how I'm feeling. And often, um, for me, different music in different places. So I listen to very different things in the car, for example, um, than I would listen to in the kitchen at home. And, and whether it's something that I'm just listening to in the background while I'm uh, doing something else, or whether I'm actively listening to it, it's sort of... It's all, it all kind of comes under different types of things, fit into different slots for me in that respect. You make a very good point, actually, about actively listening to music. I think it's such an important skill to develop. And um, I think one of the year sevens mentioned it in the Wellbeing Assembly about just sitting and listening to music and just listening to music. Yeah, it's a way of stopping, isn't it, to just sit and, and listen um, in a way that we probably don't normally because we're too busy rushing around and it's just constantly there in the background um I find very often that I don't want to have things just on in the background I find that irritating actually I I would rather have it when I know I'm going to be consciously listening so let's start our uh, episode of conscious listening (laughs) (laughs) with uh your first piece of music it's by the carpenters uh, today once more I'm sure many people will be familiar with this song uh it was released in 1973 um very special memories are, are sort of associated with this song for you when I was um when I was growing up we listened to a lot of music I, my father was very musical in a sort of performing sense but um I lost him very very young I was 18 months old when he died suddenly and so we didn't have that influence sadly in sort of day-to-day life but my mum loved music still loves music so we always listened we always had the radio on in the car or in the house and um she had this funny old record player i think it was made by hmv which seems extraordinary now and i think it's portable because it had sort of a lid that zipped over it it weighs an absolute ton i mean how anyone could have ever taken it anywhere i have no idea but we were allowed to listen to the records and um i mean bear in mind my brother and i were about we were tiny we were sort of four and six or something at this stage and she let us play her record I wouldn't dream of letting my children touch them at that age but um 
and we had this the usual fairly safe 70s fare I guess of ABBA and Earth, Wind and Fire and uh, Simon and Garfunkel um, but the Carpenters is the one that sticks in my mind and this album sticks in my mind it had a red sports car on the on the cover of it um, and, the, and the, the Carpenter siblings in the picture as well um, I just love her voice Karen Carpenter it's like being smothered in hot chocolate or something it's <laughs> It's intensely comforting, her voice to me, and it's, I, it always takes me back. When I hear her singing, it takes me back to being in my sitting room as a very small girl, being allowed to play this record. And perhaps so one of the first pieces of music that you can really remember. Yes, I think it probably is. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. I'd encourage everyone to listen to that piece of music, and it's probably one of their most famous pieces of music. Yes, it's, it's very well known. It's um, not one of the obscure ones, that's for sure. <laughs> you can sing along. <laughs> so um, your next piece is uh, a piece of music that brings back memories um, of your time in orchestra at uh, school. I was in the third orchestra at school, which was where the not very talented instrument players were put. But I loved doing it anyway. And I learned a huge amount, actually. I, I didn't persist in my instrument learning. But um I learned a huge amount about how to work with other people musically and how to listen to um, what the other parts were doing and also the people around me, what they were doing. And, um, and I, I found that I really enjoyed that sort of collaborative making of music, but I, I was better directed into singing with it. Um, so I've always been in uh, choral societies. I joined my, the school choral society in the sixth form and then I was in the University Choral Society and then wherever I've lived after that, I've, I've been in Choral Society. And I love that kind of music. I love the, the drama of big choral music. Um, I know Richard was talking about it the other week. Um, and I mean, so, so many different things, but the things that I love singing more than anything else is a requiem. And <laughs> I'm sorry if that's gloomy, but I love requiem. <laughs> well, um, a requiem is a, is a mass for the dead. Um, but actually, there are parts of it that um, are so peaceful. I mean, the the words in, um, alone um, are, are comforting, um, and a lot of them are very dramatic. You know, if you think of Mozart or Verdi, they're quite sort of um, what's the word? I want to say grand. I don't know if I mean grand, but they're posing. I think as pieces of music, those ones. But this one, the one that I've chosen, is by Foray. Um, some exceptionally pretty pieces in it that are quite well known. I think the sort of the Piazza is quite well known, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. My favourite one is the Sanctus because it starts in a very sort of delicate, low key way, and then about two thirds of the way into it, you you get the brass and the hosannas. It sort of takes you by surprise slightly. This big noise that suddenly comes um, into this very delicate piece of music, and I, I just I love that that sums up a, a requiem to me, the sort of, um, the drama of it. I am, um, I think it's my favourite requiem. There's another uh, requiem, it's, it's a modern one really, by Carl Jenkins, it's called The Armed Man. So oh yes, that's beautiful, I love it's that. It's an amazing composition in, it, in its own right. Um, mm. It's very hard to describe the emotion um, of that, but um, it definitely stays with you. Yes, it, I think it does. I think the sort of the power of it is something that you don't forget. Well, well from a, a very sort of peaceful piece of music, your next uh, piece of music is uh, something as you, you've described for bopping around the kitchen to. 
<laughs> my children will kill me for saying that. Yes, <laughs> I bop around the kitchen. Everyone, um, everyone's got a song for bopping around the kitchen, too. They do, they do. And if they um, say that it happens, they're, they're, they're not... Fibbing. <laughs> they're fibbing. They're um, fibbing. When I was a teenager, my stepfather used to play Glenn Miller, um, quite a lot and I remember I remember very vividly watching the Glenn Miller story which is a fantastic black and white film with James Stewart in it all about funnily enough Glenn Miller um, and being very struck by that and the sound that this band made um, which I hadn't really come across up until then I guess it wasn't in our you know what we'd listened to up until then um, and I just loved that sound that mm. big sound and especially with um with glenn miller because he added in the clarinets so he had that sort of uh flavor to the big band as well oh i didn't know that okay um and it's interesting in that film there were people who had musicians who had actually worked with glenn miller so it was probably quite a realistic um you know reflection of how he worked but anyway um big band then has kind of popped up again and again through my life never never with me playing in it but um when I was I don't know how old was I when when Harry Met Sally the film came out and all the music for that was done by Harry Connick Jr who also is you know a fantastic uh proponent of big band but in a slightly more up-to-date way and then um Jamie Cullum who I like very much does a little bit of big band but the person the thing I listen to at the moment which for some reason to me comes almost in the same bracket um is caro emerald who uh, is dutch i believe yes she takes this kind of big jazz sound and puts a very 21st century spin on it really um you know it's got very strong beats to it uh, her voice is fabulous i love listening to her sing but there are always these sort of jazzy inflections in it in that same same way that same sort of big brass noise um, and I just love her. I, I will bop around the kitchen. I will bop in the car to that. And um, I think it's clever. I think it's very clever music. It's, um, well, I think some people call it perhaps electro swing. It's almost like a fusion of um, yeah. dance and um, swing music. And I, I mentioned a, a band um, earlier. I think they're called Caravan Palace. And uh, it's very similar style. Basically, if you put it on, you can't sit still. <laughs> you can't. No, it's and it's infectious and happy, and um, you can't you can't listen to it without a smile on your face either. I don't think. You went to um, university in, in Edinburgh. One of your pieces of music uh, brings back memories of, of your time up in Scotland, but also uh, journeys when you're travelling all the way from Edinburgh down to Exeter. Yeah. So. Um, I suppose going up to Edinburgh, going up to university, for a lot of people, is the first time you meet people who are very different from yourself. And I think one of the ways that that you start to make friends is by sharing music. This is an artist called Doogie McLean, who um, writes his own stuff and records his own stuff, or did then. Just so totally different from everything that I had ever listened to before, because it's just a man and a guitar. Um... And he sings these beautiful, beautiful melodies. I don't understand half the words because a lot of them are in um, dialect, very strong dialect. So I don't really always understand what he's singing about. But the music to me is very intrinsically Scottish. And yes, I used to do these great long train journeys from Exeter. And um, 
back in the days when you went up the west coast to Scotland and you get to Carlisle and the landscape started to change um, and this sort of thing was what I found myself wanting to listen to because it it just goes with the landscape so beautifully I think it's very clever to be able to bring a place to your music to, to, to the way you compose your music mm-hmm. uh, I can imagine sitting on a train listening to it looking out at the the change of the countryside as you hit hit the border with Scotland and um, the melody's got a lovely sort of lilt to it. I love the folk singer Kate Rusby as well. I love her voice. Um, yes. You come across that? I haven't. I've heard of her. I have never listened to her. I'm making a note here. I'm writing these people down. That you're... She's got this really strong uh, Yorkshire accent and she's talking and then you hear her sing and it's sort of a, a voice of an angel really. Um, I, I'd recommend listening to her music as well. Any, any who like folk music out there, uh, Kate Rusby as well, somebody to, to listen to. Okay. And of course, you, you're, as you, you mentioned, you're very fortunate to, uh, to live with um, many fantastic musicians, with Evie and Tim play the piano. Um, and your next composition is um, a piece of music that, that was written for piano by Chopin. Nocturne number one in B flat minor. Um, yeah, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. There's always somebody. This sounds very sort of you know Pollyanna. Uh, uh, often, not always. There's often someone playing music in the house, proper you know playing an instrument. Um, and I, I realise that that's a very fortunate position to be in. Um, and I love it when Tim plays. He he play. He'll sit and play anything really he'll play you know pub songs <laughs> he'll play um things he's heard on the radio he'll play theme tunes he's one of those annoying whatnots who can just sit and play and um but some he also likes to sort of to learn something he likes to challenge himself and learn something and this is one that he um had, had learned some time ago i suppose um and plays periodically and i just think it's very beautiful and i i count myself very lucky to be able to sit and listen to somebody playing such a beautiful piece of music well it's one of his um uh, it's most well-known um nocturnes and of course it's not a, a nocturne is a, is a piece of music for the night time um and frederick chopin was this uh, incredible pianist um writing during the romantic period he's a, a polish composer and um i I particularly like the um, the raindrop prelude. The, um, I think it's no, so I'm going to write that down. The one in D flat major. Well, they can add that to uh, Evie and uh, Tim's list. Talking about about music that we can just uh, you know enjoy and relax and have a bit of fun uh, listening to. Um, your last piece of music you've described as this. Well, you said everybody should have a cheesy favourite, and yes, I agree. Although I think I probably have more. I have more than one. <laughs> Oh, so do I. I have lots. Um, but this is uh, the one and only by uh, Chesney Hawks. Yes, this is um, this is a sort of family cheesy favourite. Which, if it when it gets played, we all sort of go, "Oh no, not this again!" But but, but you know, <laughs> we love it and we all sing along. Um, and actually, it's just a really good pop song. Is the thing it was written by Nick Kershaw actually, um, who's another you know eighties legend. It's just a fun piece of music with a good tune and it's you can just forget about everything for a little while and and, and join in. Um, 
it's it's a it's a car tune for us very definitely it gets played quite loudly in the car um the children actually said i should put this on my list i'm going to blame them for this one sometimes music's just for fun isn't it it's fun and other times there are um Perhaps we have to take things a little more seriously than we would. Yeah, I think I think it's I think that there are some sometimes it's you know you can just have music for no for no reason other than you just think I like this song for no reason but I like it um, I like listening to it and and that's as far as it goes. I couldn't analyse why I like this in the way that I can analyse the others. Um, it's just it's just fun and it's we have fun as a family when we're listening to it. So. There we go. There's a, a message there for everyone to, uh, you know, be, be proud of your uh, your cheesy family favourites and uh, to share them with all of us. So, I mean, you've already um, managed to reduce your your huge uh, listening repertoire down to five pieces of music or six pieces of music. Which, which piece of music would be the one that would be your Bow Desert Iron Disc? Can I have the whole Requiem? Well, I, I don't feel as though I can say no because um, I was, Kingsley allowed me to take a whole album, so I, I am uh, quite sure that yes, you can. And uh, okay. I think actually, as a requiem, it's important to listen to it as a whole in um, its entirety. Yes, well, I agree. That can be the justification for it. <laughs> yes, completeness. I would like that one, please. Susie, I've loved talking to you. It's been um, fascinating to hear about your your musical choices and uh, thank you very much for sharing them with us. Thank you. And thank you for your further further listening suggestions as well. I'm going to look those up. 